Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. So many people have been noticing that they're more easily triggered these days. Has this been happening with you too? meaning you're extra sensitive to people or situations or in an overreactive emotional state? This might show up in your reaction to things that are said to you or in your perception of people doing things to you. Even when you're totally aware that it's happening and you know that you don't want to be in that overreactive state, it can be really hard to stop being so triggered. In this episode, we talk about what being triggered is, why it happens, and how to be less reactive. We also talk about how to use getting triggered as a way to give you more momentum. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part. The group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing getting triggered, regaining your emotional balance. We talk a lot about you know, detox and um, being aware and accountability. And I've heard you talk a lot in the past about notice when you're being triggered. Mm-hmm. So how, like, how would you describe a trigger? What does yeah. it feel like? Yeah, you know, inside us, how do, how do we recognize it? Yeah, so I think it's different for everyone. Um, it is, to me, broadly speaking, like an over-emotional response that's usually negative to a stimulus. Okay, so it would be something like, um, let's imagine that um, someone who is brand new to you, you've never met them before, and they say something to you, and it's not even that controversial. They say something like, nice outfit, but you're like, oh, there's a tone to that. And it like totally, you're like inside, you're like, right? And there's no reason. All she said to you was nice dress. And the way you responded was like really over, like an over response in terms of like anger or low self-worth stuff or whatever. And like you're kind of roiling inside. Mm -hmm. That would be an example of a trigger. Or for example, if she'd said the same thing to you, you would have been like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I just got it. It's brand new, you know? And so to you, it would have been totally fine. So that's how you know it's a trigger because like if it had been said to someone else, there would have been no response, right? Because what triggers us is really specific to us and it's usually an indication of where we have distortion. So our distortions are unique to us. And so a trigger is a really uh, unpleasant and fast way <laughs> to know where it is but that we still have distortion. So, and, and so that makes sense to me. I get that, okay, that's what a trigger feels like. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really curious about, yeah. right, is like you say, you meet somebody, complete stranger, yeah. and you've had no connect, connection with them before or no context to their life, yet in that instant, you're triggered. What causes that though? Yeah. Right? yeah. Because you, you don't know them. Yeah. You've no past history, yeah. but yet inside, you already don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> And it's because they said this or they look this or whatever, but you instantly like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So um, it can be a number of things. So the trigger of, of like by a stranger, like in your context, to me is sometimes what happens is that they will um, in the, we have to remember it's not just them physically or what they're saying or doing. It's the frequency resonance or the frequency signature package that's them, yep. right? They don't even know that they're doing it. They're just like, here they are and they're beingness. This little physical embodiment of this frequency package that's them. And within that frequency package, they have their own distortions and they have their own clarity and they have their own stuff. And so sometimes what happens is when it's someone new like that and you have like such a visceral response, it's because they have a very similar frequency signature to somebody who has triggered you in the past. So your pain body is like, you know, like, I know that. I don't like it. I associate it with pain and I want to get away from this person. They haven't even opened their mouth yet. Uh, yeah. 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 So that can happen. Sometimes it is a past life thing, actually. You actually, you don't know this, but you have shared a past life and it did not, let's say, go very well. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and your response to them is visceral and there's no reason for it. But um, I've had it happen, for example, where um, it's not even a new person. It's somebody that I was friends with. We got along quite well. 
something happened, meaning like we had an experience together where we, we actually had been in ceremony together. It was very lovely. And then something in him shifted. And in that shift, he shifted into a similar frequency resonance to the person he was in that past life. And I went from thinking he was like the bomb.com, like thinking he was wonderful, to viscerally, literally not being able to physically be in his field. Like I, I could not sit next to him. I would be like at the other end of the table. And, literally, and to me, it was very confusing because I was like, what the heck is going on? Mm -hmm. And for him, obviously, it was very confusing. He's like, hello, we were buddies like two seconds ago, and now you can't get far enough away from me. And that is something that can happen because like ceremony, as you and I have talked about before mm -hmm. in the past, is where you can enter a sacred space and things can happen, things can shift. So what happened in that moment is he shifted into a similar frequency resonance to that past life that I shared with him that was really not a one that went well mm -hmm. for either of us. And yeah. so that's why I had that visceral response. Okay, so there's two questions in there that I sure. want to kind of tweeze apart a little bit more, right? Yeah. So in that moment, when he shifted, mm -hmm. I mean, I've got to be really careful because it's easy to blame. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, it's not me, it's you. Yeah. Right? So how do we recognize that, okay, part of this is theirs. Yes. And the other part is, is ours. Yeah, for sure. But only the part, the only part that we have to take care of is ours. Yeah. I get that. But then sometimes, because for me, it's about toxicity and, you know, being in a relationship with somebody that you really shouldn't be. Yeah. So when you're triggered... Is there a fine line between understanding, okay, I should not be with this person because yeah. I'm being triggered this way, uh -huh. or I'm with this person, I'm being triggered. Oh, look at that. That's a little gift. I get to look at something that needs healed. Yeah. Uh, healed. So where's that balance oh, between, okay, this person's toxic, yeah. and I'm being triggered because of that, yeah. right? Because this is not love. Yes. And then the other one that's, okay, this is mine and yes. I need to do something about it. For sure. I think it comes down to how they respond to you asking them what's happening. So meaning. So let's imagine that same situation happened. We'll call it situation A and B. Okay. Yeah. So in situation A, you have toxicity. In situation B, you have clarity. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. In both cases... There's a triggering that happens. Yep. Yes, between the two people, something happens, and this understanding, a whatever happens, like right now, there's like this response, ah, right, that's happening. You have your human moment. Okay, so what's lovely is if both people are high enough in resonance, you like take ownership. You're like, okay, this is happening. All right, I'm contributing to this because I'm creating it. <laughs> so and I, so I'm having this response. Let's sort it. Mm -hmm. So you go off, you meditate on it, you clear your distortion patterns, do whatever you need to do, right? Yeah. To be accountable and aware of yourself. Like you said, because when you get to a certain resonance level, you're like, this isn't random that this showed up at this time. Yeah. It's showing up because I need to clear this. So where the hell is it? Let's clear it. Okay. All right. So here's where you can tell if it's toxic or not. Right. Okay. So here you go. You've done your own inner work, right? Yeah. So you've done your own inner work. You're aware of where you're like what triggered you, meaning where the distortion pattern is, so yeah. as a longhand, where the distortion pattern is and you have cleared it, okay? So now you have moved yourself back into a space of neutrality where you realize it, this has happened for a reason mm -hmm. and now you have taken accountability for your stuff and now you're going to clear the air with this other person that you had an interaction with. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the toxic relationship, to me there's a couple of responses that can happen. One is the other person goes into blame, so it's all the other, it's all your fault, and it's always your fault. They never take ownership. That's like number one, like big red alarm bell going off for toxic relationship, right? Or they try to um, gaslight you. Like, oh, that never happened. Oh, you're taking that wrong. You misunderstood completely. That can happen too. I've seen that happen. You're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> because it clearly happened. I right? experienced that yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with that? Then you have to then decide, especially if it happens more than once. So mm -hmm. if it happens, maybe you're like, okay, maybe that was just me. Yeah. Maybe. But you don't give away your power to it. You're like, okay, I'm going to clear my own stuff. And you just are aware that if it happens again and the response is the same, you're like, okay, that was not just me this time. Yeah. There is something happening that is not um, um, clear, you know, and I don't want to be with it because it just undermines and diminishes me. Yeah. You know, it puts you in a state of diminishment. And the third possibility that can happen in a toxic relationship is there's a diminishing. So the person tries to bully you or tells you that you're being an idiot or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. any form of diminishment. That to me is an indication of toxicity. Because why? Because the person, the other person isn't taking ownership 
of their part in it. There, two people came together and something happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, clearly, both played a part. All right. So where I think that, and so now in situation B, where it's clear, it's like, okay, both people are like, all right, I've done my own work. I'd like to hear what happened for you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see where I misunderstood that, or I understand how you felt that way. Even if you don't understand, you're like, I understand how you could feel that way. Yeah. Right? And the other person shares. And when you're sitting in that neutrality and you've cleared your own distortion, you can hear the other person. Because mm -hmm. all it is is their perception. Yeah. That's it. It's just their perception of the same thing. You could have multiple perceptions of the same thing. And each person believed that that is the truth. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's just their perception. So you're like, I understand that you perceived it that way. I apologize to you for whatever I contributed that caused that to you. So you take ownership. To me, that's a clear relationship because it's like, I'm listening to you. I'm accountable. I hear you. How can we resolve this in the future? Yeah. To me, that's a clear relationship. The other one is just like, we're just spinning around here yeah. in the muck of like, you did this, I did that, you did that, it's your fault. I mean, that's not progress. That's no. just a relationship that is um, spiraling downwards in resonance. It's a fight for control and power at the same yeah. time, right? Yeah. Yeah, because there, there has been instances in my life as well where I've felt something happen, I've been triggered, mm -hmm. I know they've been triggered mm -hmm. because it was very clear mm -hmm. that they were triggered. Mm -hmm. Their whole, like you say, the whole behavior changed. Changes. And then I would go away and go, right, okay, Let's just get a little bit deeper here. What's going on? What's going mm -hmm. on? You know, and then confirm the removal and uh, and then come back the next day and try to have that conversation and the person completely gaslighted. What do you do? Mm. Like, you, you know, you're kind of stuck in this place with this person and a whole load of other people mm -hmm. and you can't go anywhere. What do you do? Like, how do you hold that neutrality? neutrality. When you're being triggered. Triggered, yeah. I think it's hard to. I, th I think when you're being triggered, in my experience, it's very difficult to be neutral because you're being triggered, mm -hmm. right? So meaning you're having this emotional response and your body's having a response, right? So you're having this emotion. And to me, when I have a strong emotion, my body gets involved, right? So I get hot, my heart rate races, mm -hmm. you know, like I just, I don't feel very comfortable. Mm -hmm. All I can pay attention to is the trigger in the person and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> God! <laughs> right? And like you said, and so I think if the person's gaslighting you, I think it's to notice that they're gaslighting you and then to notice how you're responding to that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay that you're not neutral in that moment because you're human, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I am still triggered around this. Okay, so at that point, I think it's healthy to be like, is this relationship serving me? If they truly cannot see how they contributed to this or take ownership in some way. Because it's yeah. not about proving like the way I see it is correct, the way you behaved was incorrect. It's yeah. not about that. No. It's just that they're, whether they're willing to self-examine, really. Mm. Okay. Kind it's a willingness. Resolution. Exactly. Yeah. So if they're not willing to do that or cannot, because some people cannot, yeah. like that's the thing. Sometimes we want the people we love to be able to give us something. And some people can't. Mm. You know what I mean? And so to be like, all right. So this is happening, I, there's gaslighting here, and there's also perhaps, sometimes I've, I've, I've seen this happen, when there's gaslighting, there's almost like a diminishment. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, you made that up, and they like kind of make fun of you, mm -hmm. or they put you down, and then you feel more embarrassed, and it's like you feel worse. Mm -hmm. To be like, okay, am I feeling worse and worse and worse in my vibration? Like, do I feel worse in this situation? And be like, and then to go away from that and ask yourself the question, do I want to be in this kind of relationship with this kind of dynamic if the person cannot or will not take any kind of accountability and introspect? And it may be that you go away from that person for a little bit mm -hmm. and they have their own little path and they do their thing and maybe you come back together or maybe you're just like, I don't know that I, I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and it's a little bit harder with family, I find. Oh, you know? totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm always going to have you in my life. Oh, all we right. Ha you know, we have to find a place of neutrality, or I do. Yes, you of know, course. Somewhere we inside of me has to find this place of neutrality so that when this happens, I can just go, boom, okay, that's you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I have to do that too. We all do. My husband, Chris, is really good because, you know, like you said, it's family. And then we always, or at least I, will be like, well, why don't you just do this? Or this is the right way. Like, what? hello, you know, kind of thing. Maybe not that rudely and perhaps sometimes that rudely. And then Chris will say to me, why are you trying to control them? Mm. What are you gaining from controlling them? I'm like, you're right. I am trying to control the situation here. Or I'm trying to control them. Or I have an expectation of the way they should be. Or I want them to be a certain way. And I'm like, 
why do I want that? So sometimes I find it's really helpful um, when you have a partner, not everyone does, but I, I am lucky to have a partner to, who says, who is not in that same family dynamic because he's not mm -hmm. related to my family in the same way, to say, what are you trying to force here? Yeah. Where have you come out of your center? Yeah. Because that's what he's saying. Like, why are you trying to control them? Is it another way of saying, why have you stepped out of your center? Why have you dropped out of neutrality? Why yeah. can you not just surrender what it is, to what is? Because that's what's happening. Yeah. And I'm like trying to get something else. And I'm like, oh, 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 backing up. <laughs> and, and, and that in itself is a beautiful insight. Yes. Right? That, oh, wow. I'm still trying to do this. <laughs> I'd like to come back to, you know, you said about finding the trigger, mm -hmm. finding it. Mm -hmm. and, so, and that in itself is an interesting phrase because mm -hmm. in that moment you're being triggered. Like, oh, for sure. What do you mean I have to find it? Yeah. It's here. Yeah, yeah. It's already. Yeah. What do you mean by finding the trigger yeah. and then confirming the removal? Yeah. So uh, for me, because as, as you said, you know, a trigger is a heightened emotional response, mm -hmm. right? So you're pissed off or you feel like crap or, you know, all this stuff is raging, okay? So whatever the thing is, as you say, it's very hard to be self-aware in that moment because all you can, f at least for me, all I can feel in that moment is that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's loud, 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 very screechy, and I, it's not very pleasant feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have the awareness typically that I am being triggered because obviously I'm having a really strong emotional <laughs> response. And um, for me, what I try to do, I try to hold my space so that my emotional response doesn't like leach out into everyone else. Mm. You know, because I've seen people um, where they get angry and they, like, like my dad was like this when he was alive. He would get really angry. Uh, like he would be triggered in a certain way and he'd get really angry and lash out at people. And I would watch them react like really, because it was such an over response to whatever it was that they were doing. Yeah. And so I'm very, and I could see the impact on the people around him. I was like, whoa, that's like not, it was almost like uncalled for, you know, because yeah. I was just like, wow, I don't know that they actually realized they were participating in that way. Yeah. You know, like he would get angry at the guy in the shoe store. I'm like, whoa, okay, you know, yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. or what whatever that it was. Guy yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So, in any case, so I'm just aware from having watched my father that there can be an impact, and I'm aware that we all have impact and mm -hmm. so to be aware of myself and then what I'll do is I'll remove myself from the situation typically I'll yeah. try to because to give myself space really what it is is a physical giving myself space mm -hmm. to like remove myself from the emotional context of whatever that is that trigger is the person the situation the whatever it is if I can mm -hmm. and um, in that moment I will go into meditation actually yeah because then what I can do is um, First, what I do is I bring myself back into center. Yeah. Because when I'm triggered, I'm not in my center anymore. I'm like way off in like who knows what emotion land. You and know? generating a whole pile of stories, stories that yeah, yeah. kind of support this feeling of being triggered. Yeah. Or something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Stories or thoughts or mm -hmm. like projections or whatever the hell the mind's doing, oh, which is not helpful. Yeah. Right. Like why do they, why do they do this and what do they mean by and that? And then I've seen them doing this before too. <laughs> oh, this is just. Typical, <laughs> exactly, that whole thing, right? And so what I, for me, what um, I find the first thing is what I've said before many times, which is to be aware of my body, mm -hmm. to be aware of my connection to source, mm -hmm. to come back into my center, mm -hmm. right? So if you don't know what the center point is, I recommend watching episode 151 in the zero point. That's really important. When, as soon as I come back into that space, I'm like, okay. It's almost like this, um, when you're back in the zero, for me, it's a space, a space of stillness, yep. like a sense of like me beyond my human reaction. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, it's like still and grounded. And oh yeah, that's right. I can be still and grounded, okay. And then I can also connect to my big S self yep. or the self that's infinite indestructible consciousness, which isn't the human self. You know, it's kind of the self that's very expanded and it's kind of like, it. in some ways, you know, the big S self is like, it's not disdain. So please know I'm not saying that this big S self disdains the human, but it kind of gives it perspective. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, okay, you're getting all like in your humanness flummoxed. You're like, yeah! <laughs> and the big self is, S self is like, wow, that's a lot of flummoxing going on there. <laughs> you're messing up your hair. <laughs> exactly. Right? And so when I then can be in my big S self, I start to, or meaning associated with that self that's bigger. Then I have a lot of space from my ego mind. And then what I do is I scan for where it's not smooth. I know it sounds funny, mm -hmm. but it's like, where are my fields that feel like gnarly? Like, mm -hmm. You know, disrupted in some way. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's a feeler. You asked you know, how I do it. Yeah, yeah. So I scan and I'm like, what is this? I might not be able to name it. Yeah. I might not know what exactly it is. I might know the feeling of it. Um, and then um, for me, be just because of who I am, I know pretty quickly, actually, even if I'm not sure, I'm like, oh, 
Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Okay, there we go. That's the ego mind needing to feel better. This is the ego mind judging. It's the whatever it is. I'm like, oh, okay, right. And then I confirm, remove it. That's mm -hmm. how I do it. Because I need that space, right? So that's, to me, I physically remove. Yeah. I come into my center. However, you all do that. Mm -hmm. And then when you have that perspective of the big S self, then it's easier to be with your humanness. Because mm -hmm. you realize it's just your humanness. You know, it's having a reaction. Yes, it's hurt, and yes, it's angry, and yes, it's wounded, and yes, it's angry, or anxious, or worried, or whatever the heck it is. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And what's causing this? Yeah. Because it's not really the trigger. No. It's <laughs> the self. Yeah, yeah? And I'm like, inside. it's something inside. I'm like, all right, let's find it. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a song, isn't there? Something inside. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, no matter where you go, there you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also have experienced... Um, more recently, um, after doing the work, mm -hmm. uh, that that God perspective that we talk about from the big S. Mm -hmm. So when I, I need to remove myself mm -hmm. as well because I I can't sit and pretend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I will hard. move away and I'll work hard at neutrality. But oh, the mind can be a oh yeah. You know, sometimes I have to do breathing exercises yeah. just to release that bind yeah. that the mind has managed to grab in that moment, moment yeah. and then I actually can feel this visceral change it's like I'm charged viscerally when mm -hmm. I'm triggered and everything hurts everything hurts the heart field hurts everything and then and I don't feel love for anything yeah I just feel like yeah pain isolation Aloneness. I think that's what trigger when you feel triggered that's what happens right yep. that you're, you're all alone and nobody gets you and what why mm -hmm. did they treat me like this you know? yeah and all the self-worth I mean, this is just my experience. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly there's a shift when I find that space or neutrality. And then suddenly I'm, I'm seeing the person. I'm like, wow, I just love that person. Why am I feeling like this? Mm -hmm. We can talk about this. Mm -hmm. And it's like the whole thing just flips. Flips, yeah. But man, sometimes it can take a while, right? It can. These triggers can be, be deep. mighty. Yeah, Oof. they can be deep. Especially if somebody, the person who's triggering you is somebody unexpected. So meaning it's somebody that you're close to and you're not expecting the trigger, for yeah. example. Or if it's a repeated wounding, like your parents, uh -huh. or like, I, I, met, I don't have children, but I imagine your kids sometimes, like they'll can say something, it's like zoom, and you're like, whoa, whoa, that hurt. You know, like, mm -hmm. so when we're in that state of hurt, it's true, we go right into the ego mind, and the ego mind is all about separation. It's like, right, don't yeah. hurt me. Right? And then the pain body flares, and it's like, screw you, <laughs> stay away from me, you jerk. You know what I mean? So everything is like flaring, and then you have emotions. And as you said, right? So it's really difficult to get, that's why the zero point is so important. It's mm. like, come back to the zero, come back to the zero. It's, a, it's sort of like a discipline to be like, there's a different perspective than this one that I have right now, mm. although it hurts so much. I know there is one and I will find it. And even if it's a, like a tiny, minuscule part of yourself, it's like, there's a different perspective, <laughs> right? But there's a, like a little aspect of yourself. It's like, it's okay, you can, you can move through this. Mm. You can move through this. And so, um, but it's hard, man, especially when it hurts. So my suggestion is if it hurts, to allow it to hurt for a little bit, mm. you know? Because it's really difficult. Everyone really, I think some people really want to move to neutrality because they want the pain to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like, make the hurt stop. Mm -hmm. So I'll just push myself into neutral. But you're not really pushing yourself into neutral, you're pushing yourself into numbness. Yeah. So really, even though it's very painful, and we've all been in this place where we've been wounded and hurt, because we're human, to be like, okay, wow, I really, that really hurt me. Okay, well, all right, I'm just going to sit with that pain for a little bit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And just kind of like work through, to allow yourself to be in that space of the wounded yeah. not i didn't say linger there for days on end yeah just but to not wallow but not wallow in it but to allow yourself to be like wow okay um i wasn't expecting to feel and sometimes it can catch you by surprise to be like ex oh, i wasn't expecting to feel all that okay but mm -hmm. then you know what i mean and i think then when you actually let yourself feel it you can start to then gain distance from it. Yeah. That's my feeling of it. But it's like when we try to not feel it, you know, we kind of go through our minds and we're like, the reason I feel this is because of that and that and they did that and blah, blah. That's the mind. That's yep. not just an emotion. That's mm -hmm. the mind. So if you allow yourself to feel the, the wounding, the pain, the loss, the anger, the whatever the heck it is, you know, that you're feeling, 
then it kind of like set up for me, at least anyway, it kind of settles at some point. Cause you, it's almost like I've been throwing a temper tantrum. At some point you're just exhausted. You're like, oh my God, I can't, I can't have any more temper tantrum. I just can't. There's nothing left in the body. <laughs> right? It's like, you know, what do they call them? Cry gasms or laugh gasms, right? Like you've cried so hard and there's nothing left. You've laughed so hard. It's, not, it's kind of like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. And will you, do you think, will you do a, um, a podcast on the pain body again? I think so, because I think it, um, well, my understanding of it has shifted, of course, as, mm. as, as my own frequency resonance has risen. And it's been so long. Mm. I think it's, I don't know, it's been a few years anyway, since I'll definitely do one. The pain body is such, it's, it's so fast and it gets, tri- like, it activates so quickly. Oh, yeah. And when it does, it, it like, takes over all systems uh-huh. you know it's mm-hmm. like wh- whole system is now in pain body land mm-hmm. and so I think yeah we will talk about um the pain body I think in a different episode and I also feel like um perhaps we'll do a deep dive on triggers yeah that would be a good one Ooh, that'd be an excellent idea yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just are moving to neutrality super fast <laughs> and I'll test it on um, certain members of <laughs> <laughs> your family. That's hilarious. I think we could all use it with certain members. <laughs> totally. And um, what the other thing I'll just mention really quickly with um, triggering that can really help is to remember to hold your space. Now, this won't help with someone who's new, for example, or something that comes out of the blue kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if, for example, you have somebody that you know, I mean, we all have these people in our lives. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, it's just a matter of time <laughs> before when we're together that something <laughs> is going to be said and uh, triggering is going to happen. All right, to really practice holding your space. And so, what do you mean by that? And so what I mean is to be able to be aware of your body, uh-huh. your breath, your connection to source, aware of the space between your spirit body and you, which is that sphere and arms like all around you, to yourself and keep it clear. So you're holding yourself so something can't come in, meaning their mm. own frequencies. And we did a whole podcast on holding your space. If you're not sure what that is, mm. episode 122, Steady She Goes, Holding Your Space. So if you're not sure what holding your space is and how that can really help you, I recommend that episode. Right. Super helpful. Well, that was a really interesting um, kind of conversation around triggering at a deeper level than just using it as a word. So I really appreciate that. And I'm really looking forward to the deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, Even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for getting triggered. So this particular introductory GFC will help you to gain some space from your thoughts and uh, to your emotions, from your emotions, so that you can start to be able to watch your thoughts and emotions as opposed to getting sucked into them. Another episode that you might want to consider watching is the episodes on the pain body because that will be a very helpful episode for you to understand more about being triggered and how to deal with it. And then the other uh, deep dive, if you want to go deeper on this, is uh, the one on neutrality. For now, though, let's get started. Settling in. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body. 
becoming aware of the soles of your feet. Noticing the spread of the balls of your feet, the space between your toes. the curve of your heels. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing your breath at first, without changing it. And notice if you have the compulsion to change it. And then after a few breaths, allowing your breath to deepen. To take up more time to slow down. Noticing your ribs expanding and contracting. Good. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you like a balloon. Starting to cultivate something that I call spherical awareness, which is important if you want to expand your intuition, experience more synchronicity, more non-linear opportunity. Mm -hmm. And now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the soundscape around you both on your end and on my end. And as you become aware of the soundscape around you, noticing the direction and the relative distance from which the sound is coming. So, for example, noticing those repetitive noises in our space that we often don't pay attention to. So it might be something like, Noticing the hum of the fridge close to you on your right. And then perhaps the clinking of a radiator over your shoulder, further away to your left. And then in front of you, further away still, the sound of the wind in the trees. And further away than that, in the distance, behind you, the sound of traffic. So whatever it is for you, just noticing the soundscape. And now please blink your eyes open and notice the quality of the light. You're not looking at any object in particular, just noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time. And after a few seconds of noticing the quality of the light, please triangulate with your eyes still open. So for those of you who are new, 
triangulation means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those objects are is not important. What you are doing is becoming aware of the space or the distance between each object and you and then feeling that distance. So let's, let's imagine that object A is the desk. And you notice the distance between the desk and you is about six feet. So you'd notice that distance between the desk and you and then you would feel that distance. And you do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this for each of the objects, that your sense of where you are in space becomes more focused, more clear, and more precise. Good. Whenever you have finished with triangulating, blinking your eyes closed and bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line. Let's take a big breath together. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five, and then releasing all the air out of your lungs and holding your exhaled breath out also for a count of five. Noticing if it's easier for you to hold the inhale or hold out the exhale, or if they're about the same. And whenever you've completed this one single long deep breath, please breathe normally. And what we're waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. When the mastermind becomes coherent, it becomes extremely efficient and has a lot of momentum, which gives you as a participant more ability to release more of your distortion because of the momentum of the mastermind. So whilst we wait for that to happen, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, that I sometimes work in silence. That's usually when the frequencies we're working with are very high. I also sometimes make sound. So you might hear me hum, yawn, or exhale sharply. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. Now that the mastermind has coalesced, bring your attention to your heart space all the way down to your belly button in a straight line. Keeping your attention on that line, please ask yourself the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only 
to pure source. And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, becoming aware of, imagining, sensing, or feeling a brilliance at your very core that starts to become brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it continues to brighten, it expands outwards in all directions through your cells, out through your organs, through your bone structure, out through your muscles and your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Noticing the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance or vibrational level up, irrespective of where it began. How high your frequency resonance is determines everything from what your life looks like, how you feel about it, what possibilities are open to you, how much momentum you have. So this is one of the most important things we do together. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to the back of your neck along the spine and to the top third of your brain. So if you were to take your brain and slice it in three horizontally, then the top third. So bringing a hand or some fingers to the back of the neck, perhaps to the top of your skull, to help you with your focus. If that's distracting, then don't do it. We're releasing this first distortion pattern, which has to do with the attachment to your thoughts and your emotions. We can be quite addicted to our thoughts. Many of us don't like stillness because there's no thought and it's too quiet. So let's release our attachment to our thoughts. And then right behind that, 
we're going to release a resistance to our thoughts. It's like we have a love-hate relationship with them. We very much are attached to our thoughts. We believe them. They feel like they're true, even though they're often not. And we resist them because they're so loud. Okay, so it creates internal polarity, releasing both these distortions and the internal polarity, or what I call an internal frequency conflict. Good. Imagining yourself dropping or softening or melting into that space. And it's hard, if it's hard for you to imagine dropping into, for example, the back of your neck or the top third of your brain, just imagine melting into your heart space, okay? Whatever is easiest for you. Excellent. Bringing your attention now, please, to the heart space. And right into the center of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So bringing your attention to these two points. We're going to start to release this pattern of attachment to being right. So the converse of that, by the way, is being wronged. So it's both. So wanting to be right and indignant when we're wronged. Let's release this. So for some of you, you have many layers of this. Some of you have fewer. Imagining, sensing, feeling, becoming aware of the brilliant blackness of the void. So the void is a place of absolute dissolution and absolute potential. And the blackness of the void shimmers with that potential. So if you can imagine that radiating out from the center of you, out in all directions around you. Good.
bringing your attention now to the xiphoid process, which is right at the base of the sternum, that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So right from the base of your sternum all the way down towards your belly button in a straight line by about three inches or seven centimeters. I'm just going to clear out the pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work, which makes it harder to integrate the higher resonating version of you. So releasing or clearing out the pain body more accurately. This just takes a couple of seconds. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.